I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey. Oh, hey, everyone. Back. Welcome back to part two of uh, Private Parts. Still here with... Uh, Lovely Max. So I wanted to kick the second part of the episode off. I don't know if Max remembers this, but we had a bit of a run-in years ago. Who? Did we? Yes. Who did? We had a, we had a run-in. We had a Twitter spat. Did we? No, <laughs> you didn't, did you? This is hilarious. Did you actually? Probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 we did. No, because because we were at some event, I think, and... and um, I, I I think we were walking. We were being guided around. I think well, I can't remember what it was, but um, uh, I I said, "Is that JLS?" Max got very annoyed and he tweeted at me saying, "Francis Bull has no dick." <laughs> <laughs> no, right? I, I mate, was that's, this that's was a this genius. A, that's a genius was this, response. Was this at a gig? Was this at a gig that we did? No, it was. I don't know what it was. It was like some sort of. Thing, but is that what I said? You have no JLS were there as well. I said, oh, is that no JLS? <laughs> and you, and then you, you, and then you guys were really annoyed because I, I mistook you for JLS, where I didn't know that you were right. the wanted. Right. They're quite, they're quite different. The bands, JLS and the yeah, wanted. but I, did, I, I at the time I didn't know who either of them were. No offense. <laughs> no offense, saying that you had no dick, because I'm <laughs> sure you do. You know that's yeah. just. I love that response. Did you respond? To, did you respond to it? I remember that we were talking about the, the, this this episode, and I was like, I know. Wait, didn't I swear I met or, or you know something happened with them? And then I remembered, and it was, and then I looked we, it up and saw the tweet. You've still got the tweet up there saying I've got no dick. It's fine. Oh yeah, my god! Fine. Listen, go to our social media at Private Podcast, and you can go and check out the the, the, the picture of the tweet. That is the funniest response I've ever. <laughs> well, Francis, sorry, mate. No, you, says, you're a no, lovely said, guy. It, it said made in Chelsea's Francis Bull hashtag no dick. I think. <laughs> yeah, actually, hashtag I hashtagged it. That you was, hashtagged that's it. That's really that's just, really cutting deep. Just, that's, that's just to get up board. Just to get oh. up in the in the rankings. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I. Uh, well, to be honest though, you did think we were JLS, so I'm not sure I fully apologise. Yeah, but I, I do. No, should no, apologise. No, no, I, I, no, it's all right. I mean, I, I don't apologise either. It's fine. but max i want to hear more so when you were in la doing your stuff did you did you like la or did you did you like the place because when i was filming out there i found a bit lonely la did you no i i actually loved it um i liked the pace of it um jamie didn't like the because because you weren't really known there jamie it was just like (laughs) do you know what actually you say that if you were famous in la it would be a very cool place to be because that's what that's what sort of money is if you're famous then people love you isn't that right maxi what do you say yeah the, the the reception i got was always really nice there but really like look they were always everyone was there cool yeah. like because i lived there and i lived on sunset i was always just on sunset so it just it felt really cool like that you almost felt like you had everyone was your mate there for me i know you say it felt lonely but for me 
like when I've, I'd, I'd walk and I'd, I'd get up dead early every morning and I'd go and walk around and have a coffee because I liked, I actually liked talking to homeless people. Did you? Yeah. Why? So for what like, reason? Um, I don't know. Like I found one. Like I felt for them too. I found them quite like fascinating yeah. and the stories and where they've been and stuff. So and like, how they got there? Yeah, and how they got there and where they were from and yeah. But like people would just be like, "Hey, Max, you all right?" Like as if they sort of knew you personally. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah, um, that's quite a so, yeah, that's quite a northern thing as well. I think I feel like you know in the south that doesn't happen at all, but in the north mm. of the UK. I feel like it's a lot friendlier. Everyone sort of says hi to each other. Do you find that? Everyone's more helpful up there yeah. in in the north. Yeah, like I I love I love it up here. I love the people uh, in Manchester. Like that's I'd say I'd say I still even though I, I love the people in LA and stuff. I did miss I missed home and the the way people are here and uh, and the pubs as well because mm, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing like an atmosphere in a pub here. Like and people just chat. You can talk to anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's so true. So yeah, I did miss that. But hang on, but so you you did Glee because I don't know this mm. about you. You did Glee and then you you finished Glee, obviously. And then when did you decide to come back home? Because obviously you're living in LA. You've done Glee. This is quite exciting. Yeah, you know that's kind of a sort of thing where you just you would think that you would still be there. So after Glee, that's when it hit me. That's when I started uh, feeling really sort of bad about did you what 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 am I doing with my life? Yeah. Uh, so I had like a three month period where I, I, like I couldn't I couldn't even go out of my apartment without being sick. Like I couldn't I couldn't oh, walk. Yeah. Um, I, my head was spinning. So I went. Uh, I ended up in hospital having tests and, and scans on my brain, all sorts. I did not know what was wrong with me. It was crazy. And apparently, apparently, it was all down to being uh well I, I guess i guess depressed uh mm. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't anything specific that was what was frustrating me because i was like i feel okay i know that i'm in a, a, a bit of a rut in terms of what do we do next but i got out of that within a week last time like mm. uh, i knew that wasn't going to happen but I, I knew that i had a great family i've been very lucky to be where i was and and fortunate to then get even more work after the wanted and being glee I was living in LA, it was like a dream come true. So I was like, right, sort yourself out. And nothing, it just wouldn't work. So anyway, uh, they, they, the doctors put me on stuff over there. And to be fair, that did help, but I came off it because I didn't want to get in their mindset of, if you go six, seven, eight months taking stuff, you, you're going to think that you, can, you can't be you without it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 no, um, yeah. But Maxi, this is, it's amazing that you're being open about this stuff. And we talk a lot about this on Primark because I'm very open with my experience of, of anxiety and different things and all that kind of stuff. And what's so interesting, I think, is that, you know, you, uh, people would look at you and they would say exactly that. You, you were in The Wanted, you're now in LA, you're now doing Glee, you're doing all these things. Surely you should be on top of the world. You have a loving family. Mm. But actually, you know, sort of, Anxiety or depression or any sort of mental health can hit you at any time. Doesn't matter what you're, it's what you're living through, right? And, no. and it's what's really scary is it probably hit you and you were like, what? What the hell is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. So I, I, I remember the first morning I woke up. I was absolutely fine the day before, like normal. Woke up one morning, a majority stuff, and I thought somehow in my sleep I got locked jaw oh, because yeah. like I felt like I couldn't move my mouth. And and then so I was like right obviously I've clicked I've, I've nicked something in my jaw or something so I got some paracetamol the next day it it was the same and then I went to the doctor thinking and he was like there's absolutely nothing wrong with your jaw or any there's nothing wrong with you and that's when it became I started thinking well it must be in my head then yeah uh, you get these it, obsessive it, thoughts yeah and so it, uh, but it uh, then I came home for Christmas uh, I had 
more opinions from doctors here, had brain scans and all that. Uh, nothing showed up on that. And they agreed that it was sort of anxiety, depression, that kind of thing. Mm. And then one morning I woke up and because I, I couldn't have any exercise without being sick. Really? Uh, yeah. And I woke Jesus. up one morning, it was about three, four months into this and I was in Manchester. I was, I was at my dad's house and I woke up and my head was completely clear and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it that it had gone. And I remember just mm. sitting there, like I just like sort of like cried to myself because I was like, I it's felt gone. Like me. I just felt like me again. I was like, what's happened? Oh. And then I just went downstairs and I felt like like my life could start again. It was what like, happened. It was what, like, what did happen? What What do you think it was that? that don't know. That, you don't know. It just it clicked. I, I I honestly don't know. I think maybe the fact that I come out the wanted and I was probably really down about that, but didn't have time to. Process uh, it. Think, about, think it. about it, yeah, yeah, because I then got in Glee, and then when Glee ended, I then started processing that I was out of that because that was such a high. But yeah. then at the same time, I still had, I still had uh, that come straight on the back of the wanted, so I was still on a high from that. And yeah. I think the two just collided, and then it was like I don't know how to deal with my life, I, I, but I felt fine. It was frustrating for me because I, I know that I'm, like I say, very, very lucky to be in the position and have my family and yeah. everything. And, so it was frustrating, but I just it it just happened. No, um, no, but what's what's interesting, like what's amazing is that. So it's not amazing at all. But um, I think that your body, you what happens, especially with anxiety and something like depression, is that your body doesn't. It's, when you're doing things like you're on a high doing the wanted, or then you're doing Glee, your body doesn't allow you to kind of pack it in. It, you're, you're on sort of the mm -hmm. reserves. You're in that flight mode where you're going, 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 and then when everything stops. That's when you go, huh, and your body, your brain goes, see you later, and it and it just sort of crashes. Well, I think also they say that you become, yeah. you become, you know, like something good happens to you, like you know, being uh, achieving your dreams in a in a band or being, a, you know, like you said uh, on Glee, and you know that being a dream come true. Apparently, when you when you when something good happens to you, the 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 novelty wears off quite quickly. Right. Whereas, whereas if something bad happens to you, you tend to sort of grieve something bad for sometimes years. So mm -hmm. I guess there's that constant dopamine um, uh, starvation when you actually leave, right? Or, or when you're, yeah. you're out of that high. You're so, so right. Be because yeah. you're so right, Francis, because something, you know, Max, you being on stage in front of all these people, that, that sort of dopamine rush is constant all the entire time. Bah, bah, yeah. bah, bah, next tour, next tour, next tour. And then you then you stop, but it's but I, I I'm so thankful that you shared that because I I had an experience where I had something called depersonalization, which is I didn't know what the hell it was. Similarly to you, so you yours sort of manifested in throwing up. Um, mm -hmm. I I basically woke up one day and it wasn't actually one day. I was, remember I was sitting in a restaurant and I had a lot of stress. And basically, what happens is your your body gets put in autopilot. It's like a, the only way to describe it's like a fog that comes over your eyes. And I felt like I was in a dream state. It's called depersonalization. Lots of people have experienced it and do experience it. And your body basically protects you because you've had so much anxiety or you've been depressed or you've had PTSD or whatever it is. So it goes into this protection mode. And like you, I was like that for six months. Six months, wake up wow. every single day, this fog. This, I was like, what the hell is going on? And I remember I was on holiday and I was resting and then suddenly it just lifted. Suddenly, and I was like, same with you. It was suddenly this relief. I was like, oh my God, I'm back to normal. I I, yeah. I, I I was like, what's happened? I don't know. And it was, I had probably, there were lots of things that had caused it, but you realize that rest, looking after your body, probably not drinking as much, all these different things that mm -hmm. help it. But when it does suddenly lift, it's the most amazing thing. And I always say that to everyone who ever talks about mental health, things like that. The hardest thing is to believe that it's going to pass. 
Because when you're in oh, it, yeah, yeah. you don't think it's ever going to go. Did you have the same thing? I did, well, yeah, because for me, I didn't understand. And that was that. That was mm. the why I didn't think I could get out of it. Because I thought the only way I can get out of it is if I actually know what what's causing it and what's wrong. Really? And I, I didn't know at the time. So for me, it was like it was happening. How can I do something about something that I don't know what it is? Mm. So I was just stabbing in the dark, like trying to figure out how to cope with it. Um, and you try and change everything. You don't drink coffee. It must be the caffeine. It, it exactly. Mu- yeah, it must be the fact that I'm eating chocolate at 6 a.m. or what. Mm-hmm. You, you have these absurd things. That yeah, you think I, stopped, I, stopped, I stopped drinking because I was always a, a, me, a yeah. really heavy drinker. Yeah. Um, so I gave that up. Like you say, coffee, any anything that would like sort of stimulate, stimulate you to be like, I, I, I stopped and it, it didn't do anything. And so, and just one morning and yeah, and luckily and such would you know i, I have episodes i have episodes sure. where i feel anxious or i wake up one day and I'm, i can feel myself only a few days ago like stace knows it because she was like what sort of was like just not feeling just right having, yeah. just having one of them and i actually it happens physically with me i get like these red hives come up all over my back and really? she was like max you've got wow. you've got i was like i know i know and she went, what's wrong i said there's literally nothing wrong it's just, it's just happening today. But because I'm just not to deal with it better now. And I, I think, like you said before, anyone that is struggling with it, I think uh, a, a nice thing to know is that when you, when that moment happens and you're out of it, it's the best feeling. Like o- over anything I've done in my career, where I've had the highest of highs, coming out of the other side of that was the single best feeling personally I've ever had. Mm. I just sat there and I was like. I've got my life back now. Mm. I mean, do you feel like good in in a way because you get to experience that good feeling coming out of the the anxiety? No, I, or? No, I think no, sorry. I just when especially when you don't, you can't accept what it is that's going on. Uh, I think for people going through mm. that, it, you will get through it. That's mm. one thing, and the feeling when yeah. you do it, it is awesome. But would I would I would rather have not have gone through it because it was it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think what people don't realise when you experience something like that is that how debilitating it is to your life. Um, yeah. And so it's not. I think what Max is saying is not so much that you that you enjoy the sort of feeling of coming out of it. It's more the fact that you feel you go you're in such a horrible place that when you come out of it, you're so relieved that you're mm. you're not feeling that way that you're back to yourself that you just appreciate life so much more that's exactly it it's, it's appreciating like being realizing how lucky you are just to have like the life that you just have even Normality, even if it's just a day yeah. where you don't do anything to not be in that hole it's like just chilling at home's great do you know what i mean yes, like it just yes, makes yeah. everything so if i if i had the high of being in the wanted now appreciating the way i mean i'd probably die because <laughs> yeah, you, you, i'm not sure my heart or, or brain could handle it because i just oh my god do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Max. So, what do you feel like you just sort of took it uh, took it for granted a bit when it was happening? 
I just don't think I don't think I real yeah, maybe yeah I just don't think I uh, I don't think I realised like how lucky I was at the time. You never um, do. You know, it's all hindsight, right? Everything's always hindsight, pretty much. Mm. Unless you're good with the awareness, and you know everything's like that, you know. And then also, Francis, if we look back at our early days, that's of why being... you have to cherish the moment. Yeah, that's but... why you have to enjoy the day. You know, every you be in the present. Yeah, but that's very easy to say that now. Now that we know stuff, but you know, if we look back at our days at the beginning of Made in Chelsea when we were, you know, we thought we were famous and we were drinking a lot and we were, you know, going out there and things like that. You know, we definitely were like, this is just sweet, and you just think this is amazing, and all these, and you don't. And now looking back, it was a lot of fun. But the damage we also did to ourselves. Oh my god, yeah. it was just like you know, we did a lot of damage to ourselves in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. But Max was so brilliant. I remember, I, I remember one of the. I think you said to me, Max, when the first time we met. First time we met, I just knew. I was like, he's such a good boy. And he said to me, I said, you know, he said, oh, I'm just going to try and think. As soon as, um, as soon as Sunday comes and we've done it, I just think, oh, I'll just be watching Match of the Day soon. So it's all right. And that's the thing <laughs> that you were thinking. God, I'll just be sitting at home watching Match of the Day, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that's the thing. I was, uh, it was, it's appreciating normality. So it was like, once this, once this is done, uh, I can just go back to normality. And, and I did. Um, I was watching Match of the Day a lot sooner than what was predicted by the bookies. <laughs> but honestly, Max, I do really appreciate you sharing that because we talk a lot about things like that. And also coming from a, from a man, a young guy, uh, you know, a young, successful guy like yourself, lots of people resonate with it because people don't realise that everyone experiences different things, ever how successful or not successful you are. And lots of people feel alone a lot of the time. And well, I often think... people who are successful because they sort of suddenly achieve that success and realize, wait, th- I thought this was going to make me happy and solve all my problems. But you realize that actually there's some sort of lack of meaning that you don't produce from the success. You've actually got to find that in other things which don't, you know, you don't yeah. need money to get. It's just mm-hmm. more time and, and commitment. If, if yeah. responsibility. If we had to go really deep now, Max, what do you think? What do you think the key to happiness is? Um, is that too deep for us? Uh, a lot of, of the day. Thing, a, a lot of yeah, match of the day on Sunday. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, there's so so many things that have made me happy for a long time, um, but I, th- I think that like for me, it's it's my family. Like for me, gen- really? genuinely, like I can live away. I speak to my family every day though, and I think lockdown. Like my nan turned ninety yesterday. And not uh-huh. being a, a man, my nan's like been an integral part of my life, like my upbringing. So to not be it because mm. my dad's acting as her carer, like I can't see her. Um, and I, like yesterday, it really hit me. So I, I, it sounds like cliche, but it's probably it's probably family that, that makes me yeah. happy. And just just being being comfortable with yourself and and knowing your limits, because uh, you know I, I like you said before, Jamie. Like I look back. And I like wrecked myself mm. um, for quite a long time, um, where there wasn't a moment that I didn't have a beer bottle in my hand. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, just just not don't overdo it. Yeah, don't overdo. And it's so yeah. interesting, Maxie. You're so right saying that. And also, I think maybe you didn't, but I, what happened? I neglected my family for a long time because I was right. I, I was thought I was this and I thought I was that and I just you know wouldn't spend Christmases with them because I wanted to go and do something else and different things I wanted to be in Barbados on the beach and actually what you realize is family is the most important thing because at the end of the day when everything's lost and everything's gone and you're down in your your hands and knees the people who are going to pick you back up are your family and I think a lot of yeah. people forget that that family is so important 
Yeah, they are. And, and like I say, I've always, they've always been the main, that's why I say my family, because uh, only, only last Christmas and the one before, so uh, 2019, 2020, are the only Christmases that I've spent away from home because I, I now live with Stacey. Mm. 2018 and before that, I was still, I'd still go and stay with my mum christmas eve and spend christmas with my mum even though my brother was with his girlfriend and I, I just always wanted to be at home so actually last christmas 2019 felt really weird not going downstairs with my mum to check if santa do you know what i mean it sounds so weird <laughs> che- just but, you and your mum checking if santa's arrived <laughs> yeah i was i still wasn't allowed downstairs first i, I still stayed in my single bed that i've had since yeah, i was like yeah, yeah. four uh, it's comfort, it's my comfort place, you know what I mean? I mean, you can't swing a cat in there, but I love it. <laughs> Fucking brother had a king-size bed. <laughs> oh, Maxie. Honestly, buddy, I, I knew that this podcast was going to be an absolute winner, and it, I just, it just blown everything out of the window. It's just so great. Your honesty, just who you are, it's just awesome. Hey, Francis, on that note, we need to have the answer to the question of the week. So, uh, do you remember what the question was? Yeah, how many times does the blood pump around the body in a day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jamie, you said a million. I said three million. Fa- I thought you said five million. I said five million. I said five million. Yeah, yeah Max said 2,000. But uh, the, And you said 2,000. The answer is actually 1,500. So, Oof, Max, Max, you're uh, not far. With your, look, at his, uh, look at Max's smug little face. He's so smug with that. Look, he's so <laughs> smug. I'm that Bolton school. <laughs> Bolton, <laughs> Bolton school. <laughs> Not to really just destroy all of the Bolton fans out there. Bolton is one of the the, the worst places I've been. I, I was, it's really not nice. Mate, know. you know what's weird about Bolton? Yeah, it's, it's not the best. Uh, but somehow, somehow I got into private school and Bolton is a private school. I got in and the teachers used to remind me every day how lucky I was to be there because they saw my entrance exam and how bad it was, right? <laughs> like, I give a shit. You're right? like, you give a shit. Like, like, they're like, they're like, oh, I'm going to hit him deep here. I saw your entrance <laughs> exam. It was appalling. <laughs> oh, God. You've ripped my heart out. And what's so, you know what's so weird is Stacey's uh, kids go to Bolton School and some of them, the teachers are still there, right? And my favourite teacher, Dr. Holland, he was an English teacher, the poshest man in the world, right? He, he used to have one of the magnifying glasses, like, you know, that they hang, and he looked through it. He was mental. And I, I was I parked outside, and he came out. I was waiting for Zach. And I, I went, all right, sir. And he came, he came over and slapped me across the face. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, teachers have a huge influence on us. And you you remember the good ones. You 100% remember yeah, the good ones. the good ones are, are great. Oh, without a doubt. Hey, Maxie, listen, we take up far too much of your time. I just wanted to say to you, dude, uh, you know, like I said, you're, you're freaking great in every single way. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're too, hilarious, yeah. you're humble, you're everything. And the biggest shame, I think, on Strictly Come Dancing was the fact that people didn't get to spend enough time with you because you spend time with you and you want to spend it forever with you. You're great Thanks, in every way. Mate. No, honestly, dude. Listen, go, everyone go and check out Max on Instagram and stuff like that. Maxie, do you have any projects up and coming that are super exciting? Um, no. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, you can watch my me taking my dog for a walk on my Instagram. <laughs> Uh, cutting weird shapes into my hair. Um, yeah, look at that haircut. <laughs> and it's fucking terrible. 
Uh, no, to be honest, there's a few things that I'm talking about at the minute, but nothing. There's there's nothing at the moment. Stuff like acting stuff all got put on hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's yeah. some film movies and stuff that I'm going to be doing at the end of the year. Oh, there's a movie that I shot just before Strictly that should be coming out uh, in March, I think. Uh, the whole oh, thing cool. putting it out in March, which is it's also going on like the gaming platform, so you can choose whether I die or not. That kind of thing. I'm gonna make sure you uh, die. Yeah, I'll make sure. Oh, make sure I die. My my dying scene is was my favourite bit. Really? But yeah, it was br- it was brutal. I get tortured to death. So make sure you click wow. on the the. What? The... So it's a video game movie. So yeah, it's a movie, but it also goes on like Xbox and stuff where you can pick what happens in the in the story. Uh, oh my god, epic! Um, like the like the Black Mirror episode. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just not quite that budget, but. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've, uh, if you want to do any more podcasts, Jamie, I oh, do have mate. time in my diary. Mate, we would love that, Maxi. Honestly, dude, thank you so much. What we'd like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Over to you, Max George. Over to me. Yeah. Um, well, guys, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure um, being on this podcast. Uh, it's made me feel very positive. Uh, I, I've I've not moved all day, you know. I've been sat here all day, waiting. Um, yeah, well, not even waiting, just doing nothing. So uh, I hope everyone at home's well. Huge thanks to the NHS for everything you're doing, and uh, Jamie, Francis, thanks a lot. Love oh. you lots, and uh, Francis, I'm sure you've got a wonderful dick. Oh, thank I love you, that. Maxie. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.